Welcome to Romeo and Juliet, the podcast, episode one, My Mind Misgives. Households, both alike in dignity, in fair Verona, where we lay our scene. From ancient grudge break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. From forth the fatal loins of these two foes a pair of star-crossed lovers take their life, whose misadventured piteous overthrows doth with their death bury their parents' strife. The fearful passage of their death-marked love, and the continuance of their parents' rage, which but their children's end naught could remove, is now the two hours' traffic of our stage, the which, if you with patient ears attend, what here shall miss, our toil shall strive to mend. Samson and Gregory, two men who work for the Capulets, swagger down a street in Verona armed with swords and small shields, looking to pick a fight with anyone loyal to the Montagues. A dog of the house of Montague moves me. To move is to stir, and to be valiant is to stand. Therefore, if thou art moved, thou runst away. A dog of that house shall move me to stand. I will take the wall of any man or maid of Montagues. Draw thy tool. Here comes two of the house of Montagues. Abraham and Balthazar, two men who work for the Montagues, unknowingly come walking down the same street in view of the servants of the Capulets. My naked weapon is out. Quarrel, I will back thee. Samson gestures obscenely at Abraham. Do you bite your thumb at us, sir? I do bite my thumb, sir. Do you bite your thumb at us, sir? Is the law of our side if I say I? No. No, sir. I do not bite my thumb at you, sir, but I bite my thumb, sir. Do you quarrel, sir? Quarrel, sir? No, sir. If you do, sir, I am for you. I serve as good a man as you. No better? Well, sir. Say better. Yes. Better, sir. You lie. Draw if you be men. Benvolio, a cousin of the Montagues, rushes in and draws his sword, getting between the fighters who tries to stop the brawl. Part! Fools! Put up your swords! You know not what you do! Tybalt, a cousin of the Capulets, enters and joins the fray. What? Art thou drawn among these heartless hinds? Turn thee, Benvolio. Look upon thy death. I do but keep the peace. What? Drawn and talk of peace? I hate the word 
as I hate hell, all Montagues, and thee. Have at thee, coward! <coughs> <coughs> An officer and some men from Verona tried to break up the fight. Clubs, bills, and partisans! Strike! Beat them down! Down with the Capulets! Down with the Montagues! Capulet and his wife see the fighting as they enter down the street. What noise is this? Give me my long sword! Home! Montague and his wife also see the fighting as they come down the street. Thou villain Capulet! Hold me not! Let me go! Thou shalt not stir one foot to seek a foe! Verona's prince, Aeschylus, arrives with his men. Rebellious subjects! Enemies to peace! Profaners of this neighbor's stained steel! Throw your mistempered weapons to the ground and hear the sentence of your moved prince! Three! Civil brawls, bred of an airy word. By thee, old Capulet, and Montague, have thrice disturbed the quiet of our streets. If ever you disturb our streets again, your lives shall pay the forfeit of the peace. For this time on pain of death, all men depart! Everyone hurries away except for Montague, Lady Montague, and Benvolio. Who set this ancient quarrel new approach? Speak, nephew, were you by when it began? I drew to part them. In the instant came the fiery Tybalt with his sword prepared, which, as he breathed defiance to my ears, he swung about his head and cut the winds, who nothing hurt withal, hissed him in scorn. Oh, where is Romeo? Saw you him today? Right glad I am he was not at this fray. Madam, an hour before the worship sun peered forth the golden window of the east, a troubled mind drove me to walk abroad. So early walking did I see your son. Towards him I made, but he was made ware of me and stolen to the covert of the wood. Many a morning hath he there been seen, with tears augmenting the fresh morning's dew, adding to clouds more clouds with his deep sighs. My noble uncle, do you know the cause? I neither know it nor can learn of him. Romeo wanders into sight. See where he comes. So please you, step aside. I'll know his grievance, or be much denied. Come, madam. Let's away. Montague and Lady Montague hurriedly leave Benvolio. Good morrow, cousin. Is the day so young? But new struck nine. Ay me, sad hours seem long. Was that my father that went hence so fast? It was. What... Sadness lengthens Romeo's hours. Not having that, which having, makes them short. In love? Out. Of love? Out of her favor, where I am in love. Alas, that love, so gentle in his view, should be so tyrannous and rough in proof. Alas, that love, whose view is muffled still, should without eyes see pathways to his will. Where shall we dine? Oh me, what fray was here? Yet tell me not, for I have heard it all. Here's much to do with hate, but more with love. Why then, O oh, brawling love, O oh, loving hate, O oh, anything of nothing first created, this love feel I that feel no love in this. Dost thou not laugh? 
No, cause I'd rather weep. Good heart at what? At thy good heart's oppression. Why, such is love's transgression. Farewell, my cuz. Soft, I will go along. And if you leave me so, you do me wrong. Tut, I have lost myself. I am not here. This is not Romeo. He's some other where. Tell me in sadness, who is that you love? What, shall I groan and tell thee? Groan? Why, no. But sadly, tell me who. In sadness, cousin, I do love a woman. I aim so near when I supposed you loved. A right good mark, man. And she's fair, I love. Oh, a right fair mark, fair cuz, is soonest hit. Well, in that hit you miss. She'll not be hit with Cupid's arrow. She hath Dian's wit. She will not stay the siege of loving terms, nor bide the encounter of assailing eyes, nor ope her lap to saint-seducing gold. Oh, she is rich in beauty, only poor that when she dies, with beauty dies her store. Then she hath sworn that she will still live chaste? She hath, and in that sparing makes huge waste. Be ruled by me. Forget to think of her. Oh, teach me how I should forget to think. By giving liberty unto thine eyes. Examine other beauties. Show me a mistress who is passing fair. What doth her beauty serve but as a note, where I may read who passed that passing fair? Farewell, thou canst not teach me to forget. I'll pay that doctrine or else die in debt. Romeo continues down the street, with Benvolio following behind him. Capulet enters with his servant Peter. Capulet is talking to a wealthy man named Paris. But now, my lord, what say you to my suit? But saying o'er what I have said before. My child is yet a stranger in the world. She hath not seen the change of fourteen years. Let two more summers wither in their pride, ere we may think her right to be a bride. Younger than she, our happy mother's maid. And too soon marred are those so early made. But woo her, gentle Paris. Get her heart. My will to her consent is but a part. And she agreed. Within her scope of choice lies my consent and fair according voice. This night I hold an old accustomed feast, whereto I have invited many a guest. Such as I love, and you among the store, one more, most welcome. Makes my number more. Come, go with me. Capulet turns to his servant Peter and hands him a list. Go, Sirrah, trudge about through fair Verona. Find those persons out whose names are written there, and to them say, My house and welcome on their pleasure stay. Capulet and Paris walk away. I am sent to find those persons whose names are here writ, and can never find what names the writing person hath here writ. I must to the learned. In good time. 
Benvolio and Romeo enter. Why, Romeo, art thou mad? Not mad, but bound more than a madman is. Shut up in prison, kept without my food, whipped and tormented, and... Good e'en, good fellow. God gi' good e'en. I pray, sir, can you read? Aye, if I know the letters and the language. Ye say honestly, rest you, Mary. Uh, stay, fellow, I can read. <clears throat> Signor Martino and his wife and daughters, County Anselma and his beauteous sisters, the Lady Widow of Vitruvio, Signor Placentio and his lovely nieces, uh, Mercutio and his brother Valentine, my uncle Capulet, his wife and daughters, my fair niece Rosaline, <clears throat> Livia, Signor Valencio and his cousin Tybalt, Lucio and the lively Helena. A fair assembly, whither should they come? Up. Whither? To supper? To our house. Whose house? My master's. <laughs> Indeed, I should have asked you that before. Now I'll tell you without asking. Uh, my master is the great rich Capulet, and if you be not of the house of Montagues, I pray, come and crush a cup of wine. Uh, rest you, Mary. Peter hurries off to invite Capulet's guests to the party. At this same ancient feast of Capulet's sups the fair Rosaline, who thou so loves with all the admired beauties of Verona. Go thither, and with unattainted eye, compare her face with some that I shall show, and I will make thee think thy swan a crow. One fairer than my love? <laughs> the all-seeing sun ne'er saw her match since first the world begun. Tut, you saw her fair, none else being by. But in that crystal scales, let there be weighed your lady's love against some other maid that I shall show you shining at this feast, and she shall scant show well that now seems best. I'll go along, no such sight to be shown, but to rejoice in splendor of mine own. Romeo and Benvolio leave to get ready to crash the Capulet party. Lady Capulet has returned home and is talking to the nurse, who is a servant in charge of looking after Juliet. Nurse, where's my daughter? Call her forth to me. Now by my maidenhead at twelve-year-old, I bade her come. What lamb? What ladybird? God forbid, what is this girl? What Juliet? Juliet joins her mother, Lady Capulet, and the nurse. How now? Who calls? Your mother. Madam, I am here. What is your will? This is the matter. Nurse, give leave a while. We must talk in secret. Nurse, come back again. I have remembered me. Thou was here our counsel. Thou knowest my daughters of a pretty age. Faith, I can tell her age into an hour. She's not fourteen. I'll lay fourteen of my teeth, and yet I have but four. She's not fourteen. 
How long is it now till lamb is tied? A uh, fortnight and odd days. Even or odd of all days in the year come lamb eve at night shall she be fourteen. Susan and she, God rest all Christian souls, were of an age. Well, Susan is with God. She was too good for me. But, as I said, on Lammas Eve at night shall she be fourteen. Tis the earthquake now, eleven years, and she was weaned. I never shall forget it of all the days of the year. Upon that day, for she could have run and waddled all about. For even the day before she broke her brow, and my husband, God be with his soul, was a merry man, took up the child. Yea, quoth he, dost thou fall upon thy face? Thou wilt fall backward when thou hast more wit, wilt thou not, Jewel? And by my holidom, the pretty wretch left crying and said, I. <laughs> Enough of this, I pray thee. Hold thy peace. Yes, madam. <clears throat> Yet I cannot choose but laugh to think it should leave crying and say I. And yet I warrant it had upon its brow a bump as big as a young crockerel stone, a perilous knock, and it cried bitterly. <laughs> Yea, quoth my husband, fallest upon thy face. Thou wilt fall backward when thou comest to age, wilt thou not, Jewel? <laughs> It stinted and said, I. And stint thou too, I pray thee, nurse, say I. Peace, I have done. God mark thee to his grace, thou wast the prettiest babe that e'er I nursed. And I might live to see thee married once, I have my wish. Mary, that Mary is the very theme I came to talk of. Tell me, daughter Juliet. How stands your disposition to be married? It is an honor that I dream not of. Well, think of marriage now. Younger than you here in Verona, ladies of esteem are made already mothers. By my count, I was your mother much upon these years that you are now a maid. Thus then, in brief, the valiant Paris seeks you for his love. A man, young lady! Lady, such a man! Verona's summer hath not such a flower. Nay, he's a flower, in faith a very flower. What say you? Can you love the gentleman? This night you shall behold him at our feast. Read o'er the volume of young Paris's face, and find delight right there with beauty's pen. This precious book of love, this unbound lover, to beautify him only lacks a cover. Speak briefly, can you like of Paris's love? I'll look to like, if looking liking move, but no more deep will I endart mine eye than your consent gives strength to make it fly. Peter, another servant of the Capulets, comes in. Madam! The guests are come, supper served up, you called, my young lady asked for, the nurse cursed in the pantry, and everything in extremity. I must hence to wait. I beseech you follow straight. Peter leaves again. We follow thee. Juliet, the county stays. Go, girl. Seek happy nights to happy days. Lady Capulet, the nurse, and Juliet leave.
time for the Capulet party has arrived, and Romeo, Romeo's friend, Mercutio, Romeo's cousin Benvolio, and some of their friends are out walking to the party, led by servants carrying torches. Give me a torch. I am not for this ambling. Being but heavy, I will bear the light. Nay, gentle Romeo, we must have you dance. Not I, believe me. You have dancing shoes with nimble soles. I have a soul of lead, so stakes me to the ground I cannot move. You are a lover. Borrow Cupid's wings and soar with them above a common bound. I am too sore and pierced with his shaft to soar with his light feathers. And so bound under love's heavy burden do I sink. And to sink in it should you burden love. Too great oppression for a tender thing. Is love a tender thing? It is too rough, too rude, too boisterous, and it pricks like thorn. If love be rough with you, be rough with love. Prick love for pricking, and you beat love down! Come, knock and enter, and no sooner in, but every man betake him to his legs. And we mean well in going to this mask, but tis no wit to go. Why, may one ask? I dreamt a dream tonight. And so did I. Well, what was yours? That dreamers often lie. In bed asleep, while they do dream things true. Oh, then I see Queen Mab hath been with you. She is the fairy's midwife, and she comes in shape no bigger than an agate stone on the forefinger of an alderman, drawn with a team of little atomies over men's noses as they lie asleep. Her chariot is an empty hazelnut, her wagon spokes made of long spinners' legs, her whip of a cricket's bone, the lash of film, her wagoner a small gray-coated gnat, not so big as a round little worm, pricked from the lazy finger of a maid. And in this state she gallops night by night through lovers' brains, and then they dream of love o'er ladies' lips who straight on kisses dream, which oft the angry mad with blisters plagues because their breasts with sweet meats tainted are. Sometimes she driveth o'er a soldier's neck, and then dreams he of cutting foreign throats. This is the hag when maids lie on their backs that presses them and learns them first to bear making them women of good carriage this is she peace peace mercutio peace thou talkst of nothing <laughs> true i talk of dreams which are the children of an idle brain and more inconstant than the wind who woos even now the frozen bosom of the north this wind you talk of blows us from ourselves Supper is done, and we shall come too late. I fear too early, for my mind misgives. Some consequence yet hanging in the stars shall bitterly begin his fearful tate with this night's revels, and expire the term of a despised life closed in my breast by some vile forfeit of untimely death. But he that hath the steerage of my course direct my sail. On, lusty gentlemen! Strike drum! <laughs> Thank you.
and his group of friends find the Capulet party and crash it. Capulet, Lady Capulet, Juliet, Juliet's cousin Tybalt, and all the guests Peter invited are there. Welcome, gentlemen and footed girls! Capulet gives the musicians the signal to play, and then party guests start to dance. Romeo turns to a servant. What lady is that which doth enrich the hand of yonder knight? Romeo thinks out loud. Oh, she doth teach the torches to burn bright. It seems she hangs upon the cheek of night as a rich jewel in an Ethiop's ear. Beauty too rich for use, for earth too dear. Did my heart love till now? Forswear at sight, for I ne'er saw true beauty till this night. Hearing Romeo speak, Tybalt thinks out loud. This, by his voice, should be a Montague. What, dares the slave come hither covered with an antic face to fleer and scorn at our solemnity? Now, by the stock and honor of my kin, to strike him dead I hold it not a sin. Why, how now, kinsman? Wherefore storm you so? Uncle, this is a Montague. Our foe, a villain that is hither come in spite to scorn at our solemnity this night. Young Romeo, is it? Tis he, that villain Romeo. Content thee, gentle cuz, let him alone. Abears him like a portly gentleman, therefore be patient. Take no note of him. It fits when such a villain is a guest. I'll not endure him. He shall be endured. What? Goodman boy? I say he shall! Go to! Am I the master here, or you? Go to! Why, uncle, tis a shame! Go to, go to! You are a saucy boy! Is it so indeed? Well said, my hearts! You are a princox! Go! I'll make you quiet! What? Surely, my hearts! I will withdraw, but this intrusion shall now seeming sweet convert to bitter gall. Pibbolt storms off. Romeo walks up to Juliet and takes her hand to dance. If I profane with my unworthiest hand this holy shrine, the gentle sin is this. My lips to blushing pilgrims ready stand to smooth that rough touch with a tender kiss. Good pilgrim, you do wrong your hand too much, which mannerly devotion shows in this. For saints have hands that pilgrims' hands do touch, and palm to palm is holy palmer's kiss. Have not saints' lips, and holy palmer's too? Aye, pilgrim, lips that they must use in prayer. Oh, then, dear saint, let lips do what hands do. They pray, grant thou, lest faith turn to despair. Saints do not move, though grant for prayer's sake. Then move not, while my prayer's effect I take. Romeo and Juliet kiss. Thus from my lips, by thine, my sin is purged. Then have my lips the sin that they have took. Sin from my lips? Oh, trespass sweetly urged. Give me my sin again. 
Romeo and Juliet kiss again. You kiss by the book. Madam! Your mother craves a word with you. What is her mother? Mary, bachelor. Her mother is the lady of the house. Romeo talks to himself again. Is she a Capulet? Oh dear account, my life is my foe's debt. Away, be gone. The sport is at the best. Aye, so I fear. More is my unrest. The partiers all go, and only Juliet and the nurse remain. Come hither, nurse. What is yond gentleman? His name is Romeo, and a Montague, the only son of your great enemy. My only love sprung from my only hate. Too early seen unknown and known too late. What's this? What's this? A rhyme I learned, even now, of one I danced withal. Juliet! Anon, anon! Come, let's away, the strangers all are gone. Juliet and the nurse go in. For listening to Romeo and Juliet the podcast episode one my mind misgives Romeo and Juliet the podcast is a production of the Coastal Carolina University Department of Theater subscribe on Apple podcasts or Spotify to catch upcoming episodes text adaptation by Globe Education Shorter Shakespeare directed by Tom Penn dramaturgy by Kevin D Ferguson sound design and production by Storm Mattis sound direction by Seth Cox Stage Management by Abby LaRoque. Assistant Stage Management by Trinity McRory. Vocal Coaching by Dory Sibley. Recorded on Riverside.fm. This episode's cast, in order of appearance, are Eva Rubin as Chorus, Zoe Dassault as Narrator, Josh Johnson as Samson, Matthew Davey as Gregory, Zachary Foley as Abraham, Sarah Kroshek as Benvolio, Didi Zacks as Tybalt, Stacey Jackson as Officer, Cameron Woodson as Capulet, Corin Wiggins as Montague, Annabel Ravenscroft as Lady Montague, Milla Blackwelder as Prince, Luke Hancock as Romeo, Stacey Jackson as Narrator, Logan Martin as Paris, Grace Jersey as Peter, Matthew Davey as Narrator, Haley Berry as Lady Capulet, Khalees Harriet as Nurse, Carson Hebblethwaite as Juliet. Grace Jersey as narrator, Bradford Averett as Mercutio, Blake Kersey as narrator, and me, Zoe Rousseau, as this episode's announcer. Tune in again soon for episode two, Jove Laughs.